0: Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iret, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, the theme for today's service is tenacious. And very quickly, I'm going to be doing a brief commentary of the first few verses of Luke chapter 18. What you see, a lot of people in reading Luke 18 fail to understand it because luke 18 is one of the many chapters in the bible that you will not truly understand if you don't begin by reading the previous chapter if you start luke 18 from verse 1 you will not get the full picture except if you start from chapter 17 verse 20 background of the story pharisees came to jesus And they asked him this they said when will the kingdom of god come hallelujah when will the kingdom of god come and then jesus immediately said to them he says the kingdom of god is not going to come by observation he says many people will say to you come and see it's here and they will all be lying and then much later he tells his disciples He gives them more details and he said, the kingdom of God, a lot of people will say it's here and it's there, but they will be wrong. They will be wrong. He says the kingdom of God will be like the days of Noah. There will be people partying, eating and drinking. Getting married and being given to Mary. He says, Until Noah entered the ark and all that was left was destroyed. He said it will be like the days of Lot. People were merry going about their business until no lot left. And all that was left was destroyed. You know, in fact, the Bible repeats a phrase twice. It says, same day, the same day Noah entered the ark, the world was destroyed. The same day Lot left Sodom, the world was destroyed. And he says, that is how the coming of the Son of Man will be. Listen. Do you realize that you are the salt of the earth? I mean, like, literally, the reason why the world is still holding together is because you're here. Just like in the days of Noah and in the days of Lot, the same day you leave, everything left will be destroyed. The same day. I mean, the world is going to turn upside down. For the worst, things will start getting worse. You are the one preserving the earth. You may not know it, but hear it now. The Lord Jesus said, it will be like the days of Noah and like the day of Lot. The same day they left, everything else was destroyed. Hallelujah. Doesn't that get you excited and listen, that gives you hope also. Because many times you're looking at how the world systems are evolving, and you're like, it keeps getting worse. And what's going to happen to this world? I mean, the way people are growing in their hate, looking for faster ways to destroy people quick quickly, coming up with new weapons and all of that. What's going to happen one day? But you already know. Come on, are you here? You already know what it's going to be like in the last day. Until we check out of here, the world will not be destroyed. Are you listening to me? Until we go, the world will not be destroyed. I'm telling you prophetically, and by the word of God. I mean, you are the salt of the earth. You you, you preserve everything. According to prophecy, until you check out, things can only get so worse or so bad. There is a limit. The chaos of the world will not exceed just because you are here. Are you listening to me? Praise the Lord. Because when we go, we will go with the presence of God. Hallelujah. And what will be left to be terrible. You know, not like we need a demon spirit to tell us, but it did touch me years ago, casting a demon from a young boy. And the demon said, uh, "We are waiting for you people to go." He said that, "We are waiting for you people to go." He said, "When you guys go, huh, the people left behind, we will, we will." He, he was talking like that. Praise the Lord. <laughs> he said, "Everybody left behind when you guys go." We will, I, I don't want to say the things he said. One of the, the, the mildest things he said, of the things he said, was that he said, we will eat them. Can I tell you this? I may not be cliche for you. You see, Jesus Christ is coming again. He is. He is. He is. He is. And don't buy the lie. Oh, it has taken time. That's what he said in the days of Noah. You've been building this ark 60 years. The first day you said, because the end of the world is coming. The second day you said the same thing. The first day, second year, 10 years, nothing happened. You're yeah, bluffing. Praise the Lord. Jesus is coming again. Everybody here, listen to me. Jesus is coming again. And you better live your life like he is. You better live your life like he is. Tell the world that he is. Preach the gospel. Don't give up on family members that wouldn't listen. This is not football choice. Oh, you support Manchester United. Can't you see that those guys cannot play? I keep telling you, Baka is the best team. Okay, you don't agree. Sweet yourself. This is not a game. Baka actually is best team, but that's not what we're talking about. (laughs) Hallelujah. This is not a game. This is not something that someone would disagree and say, "Uh, well, everyone has the No, they don't. Hallelujah. Preach it as seriously as it is. As serious. The, you see, the end of this is not a mosquito bite.
1: Are you listening to me?
0: It's not that, ah, it will hurt you, but just it will be over. It won't be over. So let your approach match the seriousness of the situation. Listen, are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. Amen. And then Jesus, having said what will happen to the world, tells his disciples, he says, they that save their life will lose it. But they that lose their life would find it, So now, yeah, quite all right. The end of days are coming, and it's going to be very terrible for those who don't know the Lord. He said, but in that time, you're going to face a lot of persecution, and don't save your life from it. Don't save your life from the hurt, from the pain, because in saving your life, you will lose it. Don't pretend to be an unbeliever to save yourself the pressure. The scrutiny of the world. Don't run away from persecution. It says they that save their life will lose it. but they that lose their life, all the Gospels corroborate for my sake and for the Gospels will find it. Can I tell you this? You're living in a culture that is wiring a system to make your faith unbearable. By design, they are working hard to make it very inconducive for you to go about your faith by design by design they're trying to control the trend to shut your mouth they're working hard you know, I listened to a man of God four days ago someone sent me a video And in that video he talked about the fact that google has announced and it even showed on tv that they are blacklisting groups that they call hate groups and what are the things that make you fall into the category of a hate group number one or one of many if you say that jesus is the only way to god you are a hate group if you say that homosexuality is a sin you are a hate group you know you know and so they are trying to design their search engine in such a way that all such categories of people you're not going to be found there hallelujah They're building a culture that will make it difficult for you to stand up and say what the Bible says this is war so he says they that saved their life will lose it and so he comes to Luke chapter 18 verse 1 will make you think he's talking about prayer but there is a context both the pretext and the posttext have a different emphasis You know, and I just want to read it to you, so that you would see. Luke chapter 18. I don't want to go through the whole thing, reading by heart. Verse 2. Come on, are you there? He said, I'm reading from the ESV. Hallelujah. He said, in a certain city... There was a judge who neither feared God nor respected men. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. Give me what? That's the key word. This actually isn't about prayer as much as it is about justice. And you will see that now. Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what this unrighteous judge says, and will not God give what? Justice. To his elect, who cry to him night and day, will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? So this is a continuation from what he was talking about in chapter 17. The coming of Christ. The persecution of the saints and the fact that things are going to get so terrible that you will keep crying, Maranatha, Maranatha, meaning, meaning come quickly, Lord, come quickly. And it's as if his coming is slow, but we know it's not slow. The Bible tells us in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it says, God is not slack as men count slackness. He's not slack to fulfill his promise. The reason why he's delaying his coming is because he's long suffering. He's given the opportunity for more people to listen and believe. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as men count slackness, but he's long suffering. He's what? long-suffering to us Lord, not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance so that's why he's delaying his coming so that people will change their mind about the gospel and as long as he lingers in his second coming the persecution on you against the church will linger And you will cry, come quickly, Lord. Because you know it will be over once he's, once he's here or once he's back. And it will look like that prayer is not answered. But God says, even an unjust man who doesn't care about God or respect humans, if someone is tenacious enough to keep coming and knocking, if not for anything, even if it's not for the sake of compassion, for the plea of the lady, just so that he can have some peace, he said he will attend to her. How much more God? Praise the Lord. So the principle here is tenacity works even for men who are not caring. Who are wicked? How much more God who cares about you? Who loves you? So this was actually about tenacity of faith. Irrespective of the persecution, the culture that you face. Hallelujah. Are you with me? It's about justice for the persecuted. For the elect. Pending the coming of Christ or at the coming of Christ. And then you come to verse 8. He says, nevertheless, nevertheless, I beg your pardon, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth. Shall he find what? Now, he had been talking about tenacity. He has been talking about vindicating just people who have been persecuted and treated unjustly and he calls it faith so based on this story what is the definition of faith faith is the ability to hold on unrepentantly to the word of god faith is the ability to hold on unrepentantly To the word of God. Hallelujah. So you are Noah. You are building an ark every day. And they say, why are you building this? Because rain is coming. And building that ark. Takes time, takes resources, takes energy. Yet you are persistent in building it for 60 years. You don't stop holding on to the word of God. 60 years is a long time. Just picture how long 60 years is. God said, The world will be destroyed. Has it happened before? No. But God said it. Hallelujah. In this series, the teaching theme for the month is Faith Is. Faith Is, and you know, Faith Is Dash. So every single week, we're going to tell you about the character of faith. We're just going to keep giving you Step by step. And I told you today, I want to define faith as tenacity. That's what it is. Listen, faith is one of the many words in the Bible that have different nuances. And that's by this I mean, when you say the word faith, it means different things in different contexts. In some contexts, When you say the word faith It's talking about the gospel That usually comes with definite article there The faith It It might be referring to saving faith Many times it might refer to The doctrine Not the salvation itself But the doctrine that brings it Come on are you with me? And many times, especially in the Gospels, it refers to charismatic faith. And that's what I'm going to call it. When you talk about mountain-moving faith, miracle-walking faith. And many times I'm like, isn't this confusing? Why not give them different names? Why do we have to study the context? to know what type of faith they are talking about, but really, as important as the context of faith is the character of faith, and this is what I mean. It doesn't matter what type of faith is being spoken of, saving faith, the doctrine of Christ, or charismatic faith, If if it is faith, it must be undying, it must be tenacious. It must be tenacious. Because I just told you about saving faith. You will need to endure till the end. Didn't we talk about that just now? You will need to endure till the end. If it is the doctrine of Christ, you will need to endure, hold on to it in a world of falsehood. Your conviction will be challenged. If it is charismatic faith, Faith for a healing, or any other thing, you need to hold on to it unrepentantly. So the reason or the justification for using faith as an umbrella to either talk about the doctrine of Christ or salvation or charismatic faith is the simple word, tenacity. Hallelujah. If it is faith, it must be undying. And as a child of God, you must learn about undying faith. You must cultivate it. This kind of faith is cultivated to develop tough skin against the devil and his plans to shift your conviction. Tough skin. The earlier you learn it, the better for you. Listen, this is like a compulsory course. If you fail it, there will be another one. Hallelujah. What I'm telling you is, you cannot get through this life without faith. Without your faith being tested. So the sooner and the quicker you learn about tenacity of faith, the better for you. There is no other way. No faster route. You have to learn this. You have to learn this. You have to learn to be tenacious. In this fast food generation that wants everything quick, you have to learn to stand for something and stand long for something. Do you know that our culture has made you impatient? You might not realize. Patience. Is quick becoming extinct As a virtue in our community Because everything is fast And how are you going to walk with a God Who when he tells Eve That her seed will bruise the head of the serpent He's talking about many centuries from now How do you walk with a God like that? How do you believe a God like that? Praise the Lord. Whisper to the person by your side. Say, be tenacious. Hallelujah. Can I tell you something? There are many milestones in your growth process. Tenacity is a major milestone. When you come to a point where your convictions are so rock solid that come rain or come sunshine, with motivation or without motivation, this is what you believe. Then we know you have grown. Don't be feeble. Don't be fickle. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. You have to learn what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you will be tested. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us about a certain woman. A woman with the issue of blood. And you see, there are too many lessons to glean from that. Too many. But you know what the biggest lesson is? The Bible tells us categorically that she had spent all her money trying to treat herself. Have you read that before? All her money. And was not better. And had been sick 12 years. Do you know what it means to spend all your money in 12 years, not get better, try all that you know, and then 12 years later, you hear that there is a healer in town, and you are still interested. Do you know what it means? Just the mere interest. Are you with me? I mean, just the fact that she was interested at all. You are willing to try something? After 12 years of sickness, you still believe in healing? Are you getting what I'm saying? Every morning, waking up hopeful, finding her bedsheet soiled, I still believe in the healing power of God. That 12 years after, It wasn't as if someone came to her and said, ah, there's this great preacher. You really have to come with me. And she's like, see, I've tried this thing. Leave me alone. No, you have to come. That's not what happened. She heard it and said to herself, listen, if you are not taught, if this generation is not taught, this type of virtue will be lost in our day. People are increasingly fickle. You know, I was watching... An interview on YouTube and I almost puked this pastor and his wife mega church pastor and his wife you know they said they don't believe in God again and I was curious to know why they said um, we were believing for the fruit of the womb you know and after three years we just said they cannot be God I said it's good don't preach we don't, we don't need this kind of rubbish. A lot of people don't know how to hold on to the word of God. You, listen, can I tell you, brothers, if you want to walk with God, be strong in his word. Listen, what I'm telling you, you will need it. In fact, some of you, you need it now. If it is not tenacious, it's not faith. If you're not ready to go the distance, it's not faith. Twelve years after, you hear that there is a hope for healing and you dress up. Nobody told you, no motivation was needed. You said, I'm going to go, you know, I will touch the hem of His garment. You're willing to try. Listen, just the willingness to try. You know, some people, they've prayed for you three times. You are not interested again. You're not interested anymore. And you're like, why, why, why? All the time, You're spending trying to get answers. You would have been growing your faith even more. Jesus touched the blind man. What do you see? I see men as trees. Jesus wants to touch him again. He says, maybe he says, no, don't touch me. But why? Why can't I see now? Why? Why am I seeing men as trees? My friend, receive a second touch. And after you receive the second touch, and you keep wondering why it didn't happen the first time, the question is more important than you that were willing to receive, even after the first time. I mean, Jesus touched someone, and the healing was not perfect yet. Spend all your time asking why. Here is a better thing to do. Grow your faith. The devil is stubborn. And stubbornness is the only language he understands. Hallelujah. I, I tell you from experience. If you don't stand up to the devil and say, now nah you go tire. <laughs> On this matter, this matter, now nah you go tired. If you don't learn what I'm saying, what is the longest you have trusted for something? Just check it. As challenging as you say your life is, how long? Twelve years after, the woman stood up. Imagine someone asked her, Where are you going? I hear there's a healer. (laughs) My God. You know, some people after six months they are reviewing their conviction. It's not like God doesn't heal. It's just that you see you you know making up rubbish excuses. Hallelujah. I want to build a church full of tenacious people. In fact, many Christians are the greatest problem of other Christians who are believing for a miracle. Because they are the ones who look at you as if you are doing something wrong. Am I saying the truth or not? They're the ones. You've not learned to stand in the gap for someone. Go the long haul. And said, "Don't worry, brother. It doesn't matter how long this will take. We're going to come through this together. Praise the Lord." Say, "We mean, say tenacity. tenacity." You know, I, I I bought a biography of Smith Wigglesworth, you know, years ago, and I, you know the testimonies were busting my head, almost literally. Like, how many dead people this man raised from the dead? How many dead people he raised? How many blind eyes were opened? Deaf ears, ulcer, cancer, all manner. And then I read something that many of you don't know about the fact that he had a daughter who was deaf. How many of you knew? Smith Wigglesworth raised the dead. Healed many people. Had a daughter that was deaf, And someone is like, you hear that and you're like, Oh God, such a great man of God. Why is this happening? You missed the point. You missed the point. Can I tell you something? My respect for him skyrocketed after that day. After I discovered, I said, you mean... That is possible to be, oh my God, to be in an environment of contradiction every day and still be a faith teacher? Do you know what it means? Every day, you wake up to a sick daughter and it does not change your conviction about healing. You go out there, you are not shy to pray for the sick. Listen, if you thought Smith Wigglesworth was great after today, respect him more. Because those of you who know how faith works, you know that it's more difficult when the things around you in your immediate environment are fighting to attack that faith. Praise the Lord. Not only will I believe in healing till I die, I'll be one of the foremost preachers of it. You know, I'm, I'm saying what Smith, Wigglesworth might might have said, and the very situation that the devil thought will attack my faith will spur me even more to prove to all generation, the fact that God indeed is a healer. Hallelujah. Someone says, why didn't this work? Okay, why all the many other things, why did they work? Why did they work? Tenacity. There is a level of conviction. Can I tell you something? And write this down. For as long as an experience can change your conviction, for as long as your experience or an experience can change your conviction, Your conviction cannot change your experience. For as long as an experience can change your conviction, your conviction cannot change your experience. So, it is one of the principles of faith to come to a point in your hearts. That you say, you know what, even if the whole world tells me I'm crazy, I will believe it. We die here. You can't talk me out of it. Hallelujah. You can't, no statistic can talk me out of it. No story of people can talk me out of it. Hallelujah. God is good, is always good. He's the father of light. With him, there is no variableness, no shadow of turning. That's my perspective all my life. No matter what. Hallelujah. No, You come to a point where no experience. No experience. no experience so god heals god provides but you have trained yourself so much that if everything and i mean literally everything should fail and crumble today you will still be standing and that's not just something you know to say it's something to walk to cultivate That, ah, you can't talk me out of this thing. Praise the Lord. Faith is tenacity. If you define faith as tenacity, you have defined 80% of it. Mention one man of faith ever in history that was not stubborn. I mean, stubbornness. Do you understand what I mean? Hallelujah. You know, in school, there was this guy who was a big bully, JS2. And for no reason, I mean, he will enter classes just to bully, it was a hobby. That he's not someone, he's not one of those guys that you try to avoid. He will come for you. You know, so one day I, I think I was writing or something. He just came, took my pen and threw it down. And I think that was my first encounter with him. I'd seen him do, do something like that to someone else. And then he did it to me. So I was watching like I was sincerely worried for him. I thought something was wrong upstairs. So when he left, a friend of mine came and told me this. And this is not a principle for life. I'm just telling you what happened. By the way, at the time, I was not born again. So he said, this boy, if you don't stand up to him, he will come again. And he will keep coming. He told me two things. Number one, if you don't stand up to him, he will come again. Number two, If you stand up to him, you realize he's actually a chicken. And he will never try you again. True to it, the next day, the boy came. He came to look for me. I was just like, hey, hey, hey. You know, so I remember what that guy said. And I just did, my friend shipped. He, he, he almost fell to the ground. and You could see the shock on his face. Like, like, I never thought... Do you know that a lot of psychologists say that bullies actually... They don't like to fight. They, they prefer to keep the impression that they are stronger than you. Can I tell you something? If you fight a bully... Even if you lose, he will not try you again. And I'm not talking about weak. <laughs> Don't worry, this is not the teaching for that. There's something they call forget me not. Do you know forget me not? Don't worry, it's not from me. You will end that. <laughs> Don't worry. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's how the devil is. If the devil should try you for something little and you succumb. Uh, <coughs> Praise the Lord. I believe with all my heart that there are some people before the devil tries, he will, they would think about it well. Are we ready? Do we have the time? This guy alone, he would disturb us all. Some of you, 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 some of you have not, you still haven't learned to pray. I've told you time and again, let me say it. Hopefully, you finally get the picture. They arrested Peter, put him in prison. The Bible said, prayer was made of the church without season unto God for him. Maybe, I don't know what you think prayer without season means. Maybe as they're going to walk, they say, ah, Peter. Hmm." (laughs) You know, a lot of people, when they say, I pray for you, they mean I remember you. You are on my mind. You don't actually mean I pray for you. Ah, Peter. Hmm. Hmm. But think about it. When Peter came out and went home, he knocked the door to find them praying. Are you getting that? So they started and they did not stop Till he came out. Hallelujah. I remember when my younger brother was about to be born. The devil, you know, when, I, when I'm talking about stubborn faith, a good part of it I learned from my dad. So things were just going south. He called us. We were young. He said, Stay in my room. Keep praying until I tell you to stop. <laughs> and then we were, we were already like this man I started again. When he told us, hinted us, your mommy, the baby. Uh, so don't worry, sir. <laughs> so he too, he went, gathered some friends, some pastors. They were praying there. We were praying at home. You know, so you know, he was in the mood. Then, after praying for us, he stormed to the hospital. you know, it took five people to calm him down. It's okay. It's all. It's over. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Is she fine? <laughs> hey. Have you ever been in that mood? It takes time to come back. There ah devil. Learn it now. You will need it. When we tell you, let's pray. Don't be muttering. You might feel tired. You are training yourself. You will need it. There. Listen, times will come in your life that you will feel so tired, but you cannot stop praying. mark my words it's not a prophecy of doom you will be tired but you cannot close your eyes do do you do you know (laughs) turn your bibles the book of jeremiah are you learning anything i'm happy for you jeremiah chapter 12 verse 5. they're going to read just the first part of it Are you ready? Read together, one, two, go. Read it again, one, two, go. Read it again, one, two, go. run with footmen and they have wearied thee then how canst thou contend with horses some of you the challenges you face in life are small (laughs) small and you are tired are you ready for the future the Bible, the Bible says, if your strength fails in the days of adversity, your strength is small. It says, if you, are, if you run with horsemen, with, with footmen, and you are tired, what will you do when you run with horses? What will you do? This is the time to grow your faith. You know, and this applies in your dealings with people too. Don't forget, in Luke chapter 18, Jesus said, even the unjust man will not turn down a tenacious woman. So this principle works with men, in dealings with men. Some of you, God has given you a word. It's time to negotiate. You go, you know, for the job, you know, or to... to, To submit the proposal, they tell you no. Say okay. On your on your way back, you're crying. (laughs) I don't know why Uh, I prayed. I got the word from God. Grow up. Some of you, the way you already came self, they knew you expected no. So they just obliged you that you you are not confident. You are not. You're not. Hallelujah. You're not bold. You cannot do much for God if you don't learn what I'm telling you. Even the things that are yours will not drop on your lap. The things that are yours. I mean, you've seen it in the prophetic. God even said it's time. If you don't learn to be tenacious, you will not see it. There has to be a level of stubbornness. And, and God said it. I believe it. I will not believe anything else. A lot of people, of course, you know there are two ways to receive a healing either by a healing gift, healing anointing. It, when. The healing gift is in operation. It has very little to do with your faith. Doubting people have been healed before. Many times. But can I tell you something? Learn to grow your faith. Because many times, even the healing you receive by the healing gifts, your health will begin to deteriorate again. A lot of people have been healed before, and their health got back worse. Because- There is no way around this. As a believer, you have to grow your faith. No way. Even if you receive the healing, if you don't learn to stand on the word of God. It has happened to me before. Healed of something, and then it looks like after a while, the symptoms are coming back. I had already learned. I know what the devil is trying to do. Some of you, Some part of your mind, as you are celebrating the healing, let me not be too excited. (laughs) In fact, let's not share testimony. Let's not embarrass ourselves. Then small, something that appears to be a symptom, I knew it. Hey, it has come. Hallelujah. Same thing in relationships small challenge Ah, I told you not to be using my charger I'm done (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people do rubbish like that rubbish Have you ever quarreled with someone and then when they call both of you to say, why are you quarreling, you are embarrassed to say it. (laughs) Listen, in every aspect of your life, marriage, career, health, Christian faith generally, You need to learn what I'm telling you. Stay with the word of God. Let nothing be strong enough to even make you waver at all. Nothing. Stay with it. Stay till the end. Stay till it happens. Hallelujah. Stay. Stay, and learn to respect people that stay. Don't just respect results, respect faith. Respect people who despite their challenges, they stop coming to church. Respect them, and stop making them feel uncomfortable, staring at them in one weird way. Don't be a part of the problem. Hallelujah. Can I tell you again, told a story. He had a 14 day healing meeting and every day he was praying for the sick. And this woman, day one, it's time to pray for the sick. She came out. He prayed for her nothing happened. Day two, it's time to pray for the sick. She came out every night for 14 days. every night and on the 14th day she was healed listen there are many people many churches today when you want to come out day five the way people will look at you you will sit down back hallelujah What I'm telling you, not only will you need it, you will need it desperately. You know, one of the stories of uh, the churches in Revelations chapter 2, it touched me very, very strongly. The church called or the church in Pegamon, Revelations chapter 2, verse 12. We're going to read it together. We're going to read from verse 12 into verse 13. This will bless you. And I'm reading it to you because mark my words. At most, two two decades from today, every church will find himself in these shoes. Everybody read together one to go. And to the angel of the church in Pergamos write, this thing saith he that hath the sharp sword with two edges. Verse 13, one to go. I know thy works, and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is, and thou holdest fast my name, and hast not denied my faith, even in those days where an Antipas was my faithful Mattah, who was slain among you where Satan dwelleth. He, he, listen, he said, your community is so wicked, Satan lives there." I, I mean, Satan lives here. Have you ever seen a place like that? Uh-uh. Satan must have a house here. Communities are going to get increasingly terrible. Let me tell you something. You know know the way my parents raised me? It was very simple. They kept me away from undue exposure. Undue exposure. There were films, movies I was not permitted to watch. Places I was not permitted to go In our age You can't raise a child like that Hallelujah There were many things I did not do Not because I was disciplined But because in the first place I didn't even have the opportunity They created a culture around me That made me a good boy Some of you know what I'm saying you will be a good boy. Even advert, in advert, maybe close up advert, you know what they are doing. The boy wants to kiss the girl. Say, Oh well, close your eyes, close your eyes. <laughs> advert or not film. We are go upstairs. <laughs> and then the film many times is so interested, You want to spy the if, if they catch you. But in our age you cannot hide these things from people listen what i'm telling you was intentionally designed they wanted to make sure that even children will have so many temptations so many so many i said it 3 years ago i said few years from now it will be impossible almost impossible to find a 10-year-old who has not seen a nude image. Praise the Lord. Sometimes you wonder, "Should, should I leave Instagram for these people? Because, except if you follow people and you're just, if you go to that search page, you know what I'm saying? And that's why some people wonder why I don't follow so many people. Because your interests are going to reflect on my page. Are going to reflect on my page. There was one person I unfollowed. As soon as I unfollowed him, those images reduced twenty percent. One person. Praise the Lord. If it keeps getting worse, don't be surprised. One day, I will hold the mic and say, you know what? If you're a member of this church, no more Instagram. Ah. (laughs) Actually, is it by force? It's not by force. Praise the Lord. The seat of Satan is your neighborhood. He said, But you held fast to my name. Hallelujah. When you go to a school where you are the only believer, you know, you may never really understand what Noah went through. You may never really understand. It's hard to imagine, because there will never be an age like that. I taught you that during December. That in the whole world at that time, there was only one family that believed in God. Only one. That was not wicked. Noah and his family, they were the only good people in the world. Do you know what that means? Do you know what it means To live in a culture like that And still hold your confession of faith There is no one to be accountable to Listen, in this office If you slip around, nobody will say ah. Nobody will judge you Because everybody does it You say, no, I will hold my conviction About 60 years Nothing has changed I will hold my conviction What do you say this ark is going to prevent You say, rain Rain has never fallen before Are you aware that at the time of Noah, rain had never fallen? That time was the first time rain fell. It's easy. In an age where rain falls, you know, just falls for 20 minutes and stops. When you tell them water is going to come from the sky, they can imagine it. Are you getting what I'm saying? But when Noah was saying this world will be destroyed by water, they had never seen anything like that before. nobody believed it the bible calls noah a preacher of righteousness was telling people for decades and nobody believed if you don't wire your faith in such a way that it is independent of approval some of you just is cheap comments how you people you know you're already discouraged you stop talking about Jesus on your social media platforms. Because when they come for you, you're so timid. Are you aware? Oh my God. Uh-huh. You don't, some of you don't see what the devil is doing. In the next 10 years, you want to be a pastor, better be ready. You can't, you can't be timid and pastor in this country. Or anywhere in the world. Hallelujah. You cannot be timid and pastor in this nation. You must hold fast to the truth. Hold fast. When we did the teaching on homosexuality, do you know how many people came for me? You might not know. Just by posting it, they came for me in the DMs. I said, "False teacher. What do you want to teach them? Homosexuals are born that way." I said, "How do you know they are born that way?" He said, "Because they didn't do anything to feel that way." I said, "Okay, pedophiles are born that way." He said, "It's different." I said, "Prove it." He said, "Ah, you have a point." He said, "Before he thinks, nah, every now you everybody knows, Sabi. Chee. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're going to be global brother, we are ready, throw your best shots, we're ready, hallelujah, did you hear what I said, we cannot be stopped, we cannot there are plans to take over the world the devil is planning i just told you that plan will never be fulfilled until we go it will never they will only take over the whole world when we go as long as i am in the world i am the light of the world as long until I go. Hallelujah. In every aspect of your life. Your boldness to declare the faith of the gospel. Your boldness to believe what God has said about you. Your health. Your finances. Let nothing take it away. Romans chapter 4. As you prepare to round off. Thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. Jesus. So listen, I I don't know what you're going to do in response to this sermon. But don't just think by listening to this, that alone will cultivate a tenacious conviction in you. No, you, you might have to go back with this sermon. Play it again and again. Write out confessions. All right. Paste it. Hallelujah. All right. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Stand to your feet so that we can read together. Brata, kata, ta, ta, ta. Oh, my goodness. Say this with me, I can't be talked out of the word of God. Hallelujah. Say it again, I can't be talked out of the word of God. Hallelujah. Say it the third time, I can't be talked out of the word of God. Never, never, never. Woo. Romans four seventeen, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. God did not say, "I will." He said, "I have." And He tells you why He said it. It says, "Before him whom He believed, even God, which quickeneth the dead and calleth those things that be not as though they were." Who talking about Abraham now? against hope believed in hope that he might become a Lamataya. god said i have made you so he believed that he might become that's what it means to take the word of god and endorse it in your life god said i've made you but you have to believe to become that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken So shall I see be And being not weak in faith He considered not his own body now dead Say he considered not Hallelujah His body now dead When he was a hundred years old Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb He staggered not at the promise of God Through unbelief But was strong in faith Giving glory to God Someone said, oh, but he doubted. Question, did he change his name back? You don't, you, did I lose you? Do you know what it means? One day he just announced, everybody from today, my name is Abraham. Yeah, of course. He had some fluctuations in his expectations, but he never changed his name. It says, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. If you don't learn to have this type of unwavering, stubborn, stubborn faith, you will limit your experience in God. Hallelujah. Make it one of your goals this year. To take the word of God and become stubborn about it. Just be sure what you believe is true. If it is the word of God, you are permitted. Be very, very what? You know, they came to Jesus, said, "Um, the Pharisees, they don't like what you are saying. He said, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted shall be rooted out. Stubbornness. It was the stubbornness of Jesus that took him to the cross. Hallelujah. I, I mean, if, if he played along, he wouldn't have had issues. He wouldn't have had issues. Praise the Lord. Can I tell you something? God's word about your health is steadfast. God's word about your faith, your salvation is steadfast. You know, you're, you're struggling with issues, you know, with habits. Be tenacious. Hold on to the word of God. He said the body of sin is destroyed. Hallelujah. Hold on to it. He said I've made you. Believe it. I've taken the story hard out of your flesh. Believe it. Praise the Lord. I don't care how many people you have prayed for in your lifetime that didn't get healed who were sick and didn't get healed never stop believing and not just passively like you know what I believe Mm Shah. never stop praying for the sick boldly in fact pray for more sick than ever before in your life this year hallelujah and do it boldly do it how do it everywhere on the road in the office Hallelujah. Do it boldly. Do it boldly. You can't walk with God if you are too concerned about the opinions of people. You know, Jesus went to a burial and he said, oh, she's not dead, she's sleeping. The Bible says they laughed them to scorn. If you were a disciple of Jesus, you would have been ashamed to be with him at that moment. Do you know what it means to laugh someone to scorn? For you to appear so stupid that people suspended crying over the bereaved? And started laughing at you So The way to approach this is to accept ahead. they are going to laugh at me Hallelujah But when they laugh I'm still going to Say what he said Hallelujah I'm going to hold on to his word They're going to laugh Hallelujah I anticipate it They're going to laugh But I'm going to say it boldly